Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. We're late this week. Yeah, we're late this week. We have a lot going on for... Well, yeah. you <laughs> um, uh, and football does get in the way of recording sometimes. We'll it get does. to that later. It does. But before we talk about fun stuff, oh, this is fun. I'm is this sorry. fun? Okay. Well, Bob Menendez right. getting indicted again for corruption. Uh, you know, he's the uh, uh, Democratic senator. Or, I'm sorry, um, uh, congressman. Congressman. Out yep. of New Jersey. Yep. And um, he's been brought up on on corruption charges previously and, for lack of a better word, just was able to get out of it. Um, the DOJ did not... Isn't he, is he a senator? Um, I think he might be. Oh, maybe he is a senator. I, I thought he was a congressman, but... I, I'm pretty sure he's a senator. See, now i got to check. But, um, but he had been indicted before... Right. And got out of it. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. He is a senator. He was indicted before and was running for the Senate seat while I was working in New Jersey. And every commercial that was running against him was like, this guy is a complete dirtbag. Um, and, you know, he denied, denied, denied. He ended up getting off of the hung jury, I believe. So it's not like he completely yeah. walked. But I mean, like that's why I said it was like he basically he was able to get out of it. Um, they did not choose to reindict him. Like so, these charges are from are stemming from you know new evidence. Right. Um, and he is a senator, and the Senate Democrats, I uh, just saw this, are calling for him to resign. Yes, which is a stark contrast to what the Republicans are doing on the other side, right? I mean, they got. Uh, uh, Hobart tricking people off. <laughs> well, that's not. A I mean, offense, you know, I mean, fine. But uh, what's the guy? What's the congressman uh, out of New York? Uh, George oh, uh, Santos. Yeah, George Santos or whatever. You know, he, right. he had multiple names and apparently is right. a, you know, scam artist, drag queen down in Brazil. I don't know. That guy got all sorts of issues. Um, we know that he lied about everything on his resume. And yet, you know, the Republicans it, like wouldn't they, like when like and all that has kind of died down, you know. But when it was really at the heat, like just after the election, when he get you know when he he gets elected, you know, you had you know Kevin McCarthy was just like, oh well, you know, we'll take a look at it. But you know, claiming everything is a witch hunt, and Democrats are just like, nah, Bob Menendez, you have all this unnecessary cash right. in your home, and you know now the here's the thing you had brought up to me about Bob Menendez and the gold bars in his house. Yes. And I told you, well, that's, I don't know, like that could be, now listen, just the guy we just had on, Mark had been, um, you know, he and I, like he actually told me, he's like, hey, it's a good idea to, you know, invest in gold, have a little bit on hand, because you never know. Um, and I took that advice. I know that, you know, he has gold bars, some, I don't want to say they're at his right, house right. or anything <laughs> like that. I don't know where at he keeps 1423. <laughs> right. But, um, like, so I, I know that people have gold. Um, now I didn't invest in gold bars and have them in my home, but I do. But I did invest in gold in the market. Now, Ben's point was I kind of 
avoided his point or, or disregarded it because the whole point was to have it on hand as a valuable asset um, in case things go south with the market and digital okay. and everything else. Um, so I could I, I was somewhat in defense of Senator Menendez for having the gold until I hear a report that you know when they look at his computer, he's trying to fence gold. How much can I get for 12 ounces of gold? How much can I get for 50 ounces of gold? And all this, this other is the stuff. Italian job, right? And I'm like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? So, having gold is not necessarily an indicator that someone's doing something sketchy, but when they're trying to figure out how much they can get for it, uh, you know, just on Google on just random sites, then then that definitely raises some questions. Yeah, and I mean, the big thing was the extortion, right? So he was extorting yes. people, him and his wife, and. I heard this said today. I was watching a lot of political stuff today. And uh, the, the comment was from maybe Nancy Pelosi. Like, his criminal matter is his business. That's fine. The law will play itself out. Ethically, even if he's not going to be found guilty, he's proven he's ethically un- incapable of remaining in that spot. And he's got to go. Yeah. I mean, and that's what that's that should be everybody's position. Democrat, yeah. Republican. Yes. I, listen, I had no defense for this guy. If they got hard evidence on him extorting people and, you know, pay for play and all that other bullshit, him and his wife, lock them up. I don't care. Fuck them. You know, like if if they if if Democrats lose the seat because of it. All right. Well, at least you don't have a scumbag in that seat, at least or at least you get rid of that one. Who knows who you're replacing with? But um, there's plenty more scumbags in New Jersey. (laughs) I mean, you know, George Santos is right across the bridge. But, um, you know, like I just um, I don't have an issue with. The, you know, because I, I read somewhere that, uh, who was it, Charlie Kirk. Okay. Old big head Charlie Kirk. He comes out and says, um, the Democrats are doing this to distract from Donald Trump. You know, the, the, you know, the witch hunt that is all these indictments of Donald Trump. The, the Democrats are offering up one of their own as a distraction. And it's like, dude, nobody planted gold bars and cash in Bob Menendez's house. Nobody planted those emails or calls or right. anything else. This guy was flagrant and blatant with his corruption. He's got he got busted, and we're holding him accountable. Yeah, right? right. Like everyone is holding this guy accountable, and that's how it's supposed to work. Right. Not oh well, I'm going to defend this guy because maybe it's I'm going to claim that it's a witch hunt and all this other bullshit. No, I've said the same thing about Biden. You show me hard evidence that he was taking money and, and doing deals while he was in the White House then and, and abusing his power as vice president, then fucking burn him. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't like the guy anyway. But I even if I did, <laughs> fucking burn him. Right? Like, get those, get that old bullshit out. Um, like, whoever it is. Now, the thing with Biden, no one's made the kid. Oh, well, he There's he a whistleblower. Was, he was, you know, a whistleblower that... You know, disappears and, that disappears and is indicted himself and is trying to get himself out of a out of a jam. You got oh, Rudy Giuliani, okay. Um, <laughs> you know who also is indicted and is has clearly gone off his rocker. Uh, but you haven't shown me actual evidence. Oh well, he was on a phone call and he said he wasn't on that phone call. So you know that means that he took money and like show me the money in his account. We have forensic accountants who can trace money. Like, they could find money all over the world going back fucking 30 years. Show me where he illegally took money and he was able to benefit from it. I need you to show me that. You show me that, fucking take him down. All right, I'm going to go hardcore pro-Democrat here. Because to your point, 
the Democrats are standing up to this guy. Good. It's not always. It's not necessarily only because they're standing up and doing the right thing. It hurts their brand. Now look at the Republican brand. They've got a four-time indicted pres ex-president, and he's leading their primary polls overwhelmingly. Yes. That just. I mean, right. I know I'm Captain Obvious. I get it, but. How, how do you not contrast those two? And, and even polls aside, just it, now there's a split in the party now, right? You've got you know the DeSantis loyalists, um, you've got the Trump loyal loyalists, um, and then you've got a few other groups, you know, the No Labels Party and and um, you know the Never Trumpers, and so you're you're anti-Trump in the GOP, right? Like your hardline DeSantis people and and your Never Trumpers. Um, you know, their motivations are different. Sure. Right? Um, because most of them, in some way, shape, or form, have supported Trump's bullshit in the past. Right? But now, you know, they see that it's kind of run its course, so they're pushing for, you know, some new blood. They, they, they'll still accept the same bullshit, right? But, but they just, they recognize that maybe, you know, Trump is, is yeah. not worth all the baggage that he comes with. So they've they've leaned into DeSantis, but it's not that they have an issue with Trump's, you know, whatever. Right. It's more they just now they have a different guy that they want to prop up. Um, but when it comes to accountability down the line in the party, right? Like so, flipping to if this was a Republican senator, I mean, we've seen Republican Congress people and things like that with all sorts of issues relating to sexual harassment, rape, child porn, all that other stuff, and we get nothing out of them, right? They're Yep. Zip blip, right? It, meanwhile, and the one thing you can say about the Democrats, you fuck up with them, they'll eat you alive. I mean, look at the Al Franken. I right. Mean, Al I mean, Franken was... I, I still defend him because I feel like other people can't be more offended than the alleged victim. The woman that he was with on that USO thing, apparently they had a playful relationship, still not classy. He jumped on the sword. Yes. But look, and I'm not an Al Franken fan. I, I don't... I like him. I, mean, I love Al Franken. Pompous, assy to me, but he's a very bright guy, and he was, you know, was good in his role, right? In what he did, like even though I, I wasn't a fan of his personality, humor, whatever you want to call it, he still, like, I mean, he made very pointed points. Yeah. You know, on the House floor, um, he, he 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 was an advocate for the people, and what happened to him didn't seem like. It didn't seem fair, right? I mean, in looking the back on it, the crime. right? And and I look back on it, and I, I supported him going out at the time. Um, I, I can acknowledge that. And looking back, was that the right call? Maybe not, right? But then I also have to look at why am I saying that? I'm saying that because we've seen people do demonstratively way worse, yeah, and they still have their seats. George Santos being the the main example, sure. Right, you could even go to a Marjorie Taylor Greene with some of the shit with her, or Lauren Boebert with the. I mean, like, like Matt Warren, Gates. We, never, uh, yeah, we don't I know mean, if he. Well, with Matt Gates, we know that he was paying for a girl who was underage to travel across state lines for sex. We know that. Now it we haven't. You know, the charges were never brought, which I told. I what I tell you, what I tell you. I think we were on the same page that we were not going to come on. I I I don't throw the red challenge flag here. I, I wish I had one because I. You were very, ex not, I don't want to I, say excited. I was very much on the case of, fuck this guy, go get him. But I did also say, right. we need to actually have charges before 
you can shove the guy out the yes, door. That's fair. Or um, it can say, "Hey, dude, you're out showing naked pictures on the on the on the House Congress, floor. and right. your fellow congressmen are saying, dude, don't do that." That should be at least plenty reasons. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, but the broader point is like, look, it's good that he's being held accountable by you know his 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 party, um, and if it, you know if if the shoe fucking fits. You know, then, yep. then, you know, put it on and get him out of here. Agreed. Um, and, yeah, Menendez gone anyway. Um, so, I, so, like I said, I watched a lot of the news in the last couple of days. I watched a lot of Newsmax. And um, I watched Mike Pence get interviewed on Newsmax. And he's not a dynamic man. But he's not nearly as stiff as he appeared when he was as vice president. Oh. He, he, he actually seemed like he had a personality and had done things when I saw him today. Okay. Anyway. Okay. That's um, fair. And his number one thing was talk about the border. And Newsmax's number one thing is talk about the border. Now, I don't know if the border is as bad as they're pretending, or I shouldn't say pretending. I don't know if it's as bad as they're reporting. Um, I'd love to see a fair assessment by an NPR type group to say, yep. We're not politically affiliated, and this is terrible, and we need to do something? Or is this another scare the white people thing? So, this is what I'll tell you. It, 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 it's that bad. Okay. Um, I follow very closely a guy named Brandon Darby. Okay. Now, a lot of people don't like Brandon because he works for Breitbart. Um, okay. But Brandon has, he's, he is a, an objective, independent person. He his he's got an interesting story. Um, he was an FBI informant, uh, and a lot of people on the right try to get, you know kind of give him shit about that. Um, you know the I, I won't get into the whole whole story now, um, but there are a lot of people who feel like he kind of saved his own ass. Um, other people feel like he kind of betrayed uh, some of the people that he shouldn't have betrayed. In, in what he did there. Um, but he he actually, he lives in Lubbock, Texas, which okay. um, my, my mom uh, spent a lot of time there and we lived there when I was in Texas. Um, so we have a connection there and I've talked to him. He actually follows us on on Twitter, X, whatever. Yep. Um, and we've, we've had exchanges back and forth. Um, I've read his vertical on, on Breitbart. It, if you want to understand how bad it is at the border, I strongly urge people to go and read Brandon. I know it's Breitbart. I, I wish he would detach from the from him because I think it. there are people who would listen to him and fuck these people, but there are people who would absolutely, like if he weren't affiliated with Breitbart and they read his material, it would change their view on what's happening at the border. It is brutal. The cartels are way worse than you can imagine these i don't even think these movies capture how ruthless and dangerous these groups are um people are terrified um most of these people are from other they're not from there's some from mexico no, but it's, it's mostly el salvador uh venezuela nicaragua, nicaragua like, and these people are doing it because the situation is so bad and then when they get to the border um, or you know, once they get to certain places, a lot of times it is Mexico. These cartels are you know turning them into mules or promising them shit that they absolutely cannot, will not, have no intention of delivering, but they're getting paid. 
Um, there are people in Texas who live along the border who are a part of these operations. Um, you know, yeah, it's Texas. You would think that they would be the ones there with guns, making sure no one crosses, but yet they're getting paid by the cartels to make sure that people have clear passage through. Um, sex abuse, child sex abuse, um, you know, brutal working conditions, brutal travel conditions, you know, finding dead bodies in box trucks, um, you know, that have been abandoned, um, you know, just finding dead bodies, people, kids drowning in the Rio Grande River trying to cross. It is awful. It, there's, then then there's the, no Biden, the Biden administration needs to acknowledge it and have a fucking plan. And I don't know what the plan is. I said all along, building a wall is really dumb. And if you think the cartels couldn't get people through or over a wall, come on now. Um, but I don't know what the solution is. Um, a joint task force between Mexican military and U.S. military to, to fight the cartels was mentioned in this Newsmax article. Or story. You know why that's unlikely because the cartels are in they, they own in, the government. They own the they own the government. Um, and so th that would be very 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 difficult to pull off. Um, you know because you literally do not know who you can try. It is not like people don't. Here's the other thing. You know you have these journalists here complaining in the U.S., oh, Biden won't talk to us, and by not talking to us, you oppress, but listen, all these journalists that bitch and moan about their job here in the U.S., go try to report on the cartels in Mexico. Go ahead. <laughs> go try, you well, think, like, listen, it is nothing compared to the gangs here in the U.S., the worst of the worst you could think of, the MS-13, the Black King, all, pick a gang, Bloods, Crips, all that stuff. And then multiply it, pick a multiplier, and then go to Mexico. I mean, remember that uh, three people from, I want to say, North Carolina drove down mm -hmm. and just got murdered because they assumed that they were part of another cartel. Yeah. I mean, or, people I get, they, they didn't get murdered. They got kidnapped. And um, then they, we ended up getting those people back. It was a whole thing. Now, other people have been killed. Yeah. I thought, like, that I group know. actually got, they, they got returned, but they, they're, it, there was a short span this summer um, where you had a group that got down there, got kidnapped, they got returned. Another group went down there, got killed. Um, it, it, it's it, it. Well, they're not. They're not overstating how bad it is. They're they're. It's a sticking point. And and look, you know, Kamala Harris was supposed to her and their borders are like they were supposed to be attacking this. I don't even know if she's been down there and if she has. Uh, you know, it was for a photo op and. It, you know, a lot of the stuff they're doing, a lot of where the money is going is more humanitarian, which is good, you know, but it's after people get there and it's very after the fact, um, you know, in terms of how to stop it, like you, you have to address the, the, the cartel issue. Um, and it's more than Mexico. It's, it's all the other places yeah, we named. El yeah. Salvador, Ecuador, uh, 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 Venezuela, Nicaragua. Um, you know, you have to address those issues there, the reason why people are leaving, and then you need more border patrol, you need more judges, you need more lawyers, you need social workers, you need medical people, you need facilities that are not fucking prisons, you, you need to speed up the process, you need to figure out if you're going to return people back, you have to have a system for figuring out where to get them back to and not just drop them off in fucking Mexico where they're not from. Like they, right. like it, they're, they're, and needs, they have nothing. That's they, right. It, it's, it's 
like they have some humanitarian stuff. They've got some judges, some board, but you you need a lot more. You need technology, drones, X-ray, night vision, all that. Sh- like you you. This no, I'm is, talking about the refugees have nothing. Oh, They're arriving, well, yes, they yes. nowhere to go. Yeah, no, I thought you meant clothes like on the, their back. The administration has no. nothing. No, in terms they've of got a plan, but they don't. <laughs> okay, you know, but the, you know, but yes, the the people coming. Different question, same answer. Right, the people coming have nothing. Um, and, but even like, listen, even if you want to be, you know, you take the, the people portion out of it and you're just talking about function of government and everything else, there's a lot that, that I mean, I don't know what the number is, is this, you know, it's multi-billions of dollars because of everything that you need. Um, and, and do you even have the manpower? Do you have the number of judges that you need to speed up this process? Do you have, are there enough are lawyers? Are the judges safe enough to do that? Right. I, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, do you, do you have enough lawyers to divert and, you know, like that, that are qualified to, to handle, you know, immigration at this level and how do you speed up that process of verifying, you know, whether a person is, is a legitimate asylum seeker or just a person that's just trying to look for a better life, and then how do you deal with those? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean... Back to the solutions, though. We put a lot of money in the CIA, a lot of money in the DEA. Use it. Yeah. Use it for shit other than weed. (laughs) I mean... Oh, you mean as in terms of the CIA going down, getting involved? Coming up with a solution, yeah. I mean, they're not not saying drop a... Okay, I I just my fear like you don't want the CIA operating here on U.S. soil, and I'm sure no, they no, already no. Do. I mean, I mean in Mexico. No, 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 exactly. Yes, uh, CIA, DOJ, military. I I don't know how you do it now because here's the other problem, right? From a political standpoint, you get too much involvement. You know, the U.S. pushing Mexico, right, for a solution, right, and the fear is that you push Mexico into the arms of China. And now you've got China and Mexico allied right at your footstep, front door, okay. doorstep, That's whatever. a fair point. And, you know, China's already trying to make inroads into Mexico, so you don't want to push them all the way in um, to, to, to Chinese arms um, because that, that we don't want. Right? They're also a sovereign nation, so we can't do anything right. without their we cooperation. Exactly. And so you have to, you, it's a delicate situation. You can't just go in and force it. Um, you know, now then the question is, what is China, right? Like what, like if, if we can't, then if China gets involved, like what do they do? Does China see the cartels as a problem because it interferes with their overall plans? So maybe it ends up not being the end of the world. China cleans up the cartel problem. And then we just have the national security problem of them trying to fucking send missiles over the border. But you know, not to mention all the, the from a financial standpoint, the you know if if Mexico starts dealing more with China and then our price of goods goes up because of the Chinese demand, then then that's also a problem. But you know, like could they? But the the flip side is, could China say, look, cartels weaken the United States because blah blah blah. So let's just make it worse and d- we do nothing with them under no circumstances to make that situation better to just create more problems there. And make it easier for us to do whatever and manipulate them, right? It could go either way. I don't know what China's stance would be on it. I have, you know, like the only way I see them helping is if they see the cartels as a problem to what their plans are, right? right? And I see that I see that could very well be 
something in play. But the flip side is it may not be, and they may say, you know, let's well, fuck it. Yeah. But don't you think them, them doing nothing can be a win for them? Yeah. I mean, right. If they do nothing, but their the problem they, remains, know, but they, they figured out a way to have a good, comfortable relationship with, uh, you know, with the Mexican government and everything right. else. And Mexico is dealing with them and not dealing with us. And then we now are, you know, we have the border problem that stays the same, which is bad or gets worse, which is way bad. Yeah. Um, you know, the, again, that, that could be a win for them. I don't know which way they will go. Obviously I'm leaning towards them probably not helping the situation. So we have to be very careful on how we craft this plan, how we integrate Mexico into it without alienating them. Um, but also working with those other countries where, you know, the legitimate root causes of, you know, the immigration at the border, right. whether it be legal or illegal or asylum seeking or whatever, dr what's driving that problem, you know? Yeah. And we know and it's the cartel. It's, it's without a doubt, it's the cartels. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, it's up to the, pro, then, the pros to come up with a solution. Right. And then the other problem is, is that we're also a giant customer for the cartels. I was going to say, what percentage of their product ends up in the U.S.? I would bet it's, it's, it's well, if not, I mean, it's most. Right. I mean, it's probably north of 75%. You know, I mean, it's going to be more than 50. And all we know is that it's a multi-billion dollar industry, if not a trillion dollar industry. So yep. um, that's a lot of shit coming to yep. us in all shapes, forms, sizes, and everything else from cocaine to heroin. I mean, weed, I guess, but like we're less worried about uh, yeah. weed, but meth, um, fentanyl, fentanyl a big one. Yeah. you know, like all those things um, we are giant consumers of. Right, the, and uh, you know, and if and, I'm, yeah, sorry, good. You know, the number one consumer of it, right? Consumers of it. Uh, it is a growing problem in China. It's a growing, you know, it's a big problem in Europe. But we are, we're you know, number one, right? We are the <laughs> VIP. So, you know, for us to solve the issue, we have to somehow reduce demand here. And clearly, saying it's illegal doesn't right. help. Right. So, how do we do that to reduce demand? Um, but then, how do we get in and disrupt? the actual supply by, right. you know, eliminating or containing the cartels. We learned in the 80s that the just say no plan does not work. Mm. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, good insights on that. Wasn't What's the name of the guy again? It's Brandon Darby. Brandon Darby. I'll probably um, text you later. For, yeah, you can find him on, uh, like I said, you can find him on X. I think he's on threads as well. Um, you could read his column uh, on Breitbart. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's obvious, you know, it says border. Um, border reporting and you know he and his reporters listen it's so fucked up the reporters down there cannot use their real name uh, because if they find out if the cartels find out who they are reporting on them they'll kill them yeah um, I know they've, they've reported on reporters being killed down there the point I was trying to make earlier um, you know there are reporters in the in, you know at every year there's different stories of journalists at, you know that do reporting on the cartels and things going on human trafficking shit like that on the border that end up dead. Um, you know, so it's a lot of it is hard to read because these stories are awful. They are tragic. And it, like he listen, his column was consistent, has been consistent the last 10 years. Um, it didn't matter whether it was uh, Obama or Trump or Biden. He's like, look, this shit is all going on. Right. Right. And the people at the top aren't doing shit. It's not getting better. It's still brutal. It's still violent. It's still a terrible voyage. 
um, and everything that's happening on the border. There's a lot of not good. There's too many people that are getting through that are completely unaccounted for. Um, no matter what your stance is, you know, people running across the border, we us having no idea who they are, what they're trying to do. If they're looking for a better life, great. Still need to be accounted for, right? Sure. Like still a civil society. And then a lot of these people aren't, you know, they're not people that we want in our communities because some of them are legitimately very, very bad people. They're trying to escape the cartels out of fear for their own lives, but they're not trying to change their ways, right? Right. Like or they, you know, or they're, they're working for the cartels. Right. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of there's there's a lot of bad that gets through. We like it's it's a national security, local secure uh, uh, safety issue. That needs that needs to be addressed, and saying that doesn't make you a racist or a xenophobe or, or whatever. I mean that like if we want to live in a civil society, then then these are the sort of things that yeah. we need we need to address. And listen, what's happening down there isn't civil. If you care about those people, you do not want that situation as it stands right now to continue. hundred percent. It has to change, right? And Even if you're a bleeding heart liberal, you want that situation down there to be better, more organized, and 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 a way for us to account for it. Yeah, 100% agree. And I think this is an area that the Democratic Party as a whole, and certainly the Biden administration, has been very weak. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing other than saying, you know. And that's the thing. What Like you said it earlier, I don't know their plan, right? They said they got a border czar maybe, um, but all I, all I hear about them is complaining about Greg Abbott down in Texas because Greg Abbott does something different and stupid every week because he's... The one, he's screaming for help. We got a problem, and yeah, it's partisan and MAGA and all that other stuff, but it is it is a problem. Yeah. Right? And so if you don't like the way that he's going about it, then you got to acknowledge it, and you have to address it, and the way they're doing that, well, you know, we're going to put together a team, and we're reviewing it, and we're looking at it, and, and you know, our heart goes out to, you know, our brothers and sisters that are trapped. Like, uh, okay. Right. Sure. And, and it, you could talk about him, Abbott and DeSantis, you know, flying people to different states. That's awful and terrible. Right. But then those people get to the different states. Right. And then and then the mayors and the governors are like, this is like, you stop doing it. We don't know. What are we supposed to do with them? And the people down in Texas are like, yeah, what the fuck are we supposed to do with them? Right. And, and it's just like so somebody like the, it, this is a federal problem and the federal government needs to step in. Otherwise, then the guy down in tech, Greg, then he's going to continue to do what he's going to do. And yeah, he's an asshole about it, but yeah, feel, I mean, feel free to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah I mean, again, we, we don't know the plan from a political standpoint. And if they have one, then shame on them for doing a, just a shit job of getting it out there. Right. Right? Like, well, if they have a plan, it's not working. Right. We've established well, that. that. Right. And like, oh, well, uh, we had the, the assistant under vice secretary of, of travel uh, was on CNN and, and talked to one of the people at eight o'clock at night. You didn't see it seven months ago. Right. Like you need to be talking about this every fucking day. You have to get it into the news cycle, whatever your plan is. And then you better show something from it. Because there's nothing right now, like you're you're letting Fox News and Newsmax and Tucker Carlson and all these people drive the narrative. You're not doing anything to counteract it other than call them racist. Right. And I'm sorry, that's not working. Even if you believe it, even if it's fucking true, you still need to have some sort of a plan and just saying, well, what they're doing is racist, so they need to stop it. Okay, well, right. what are you going to do? And 
just calling people racist and saying, job well done, to completely drives people away right. from your party. Because they're right. like, wait a minute, I'm a racist because I don't want cartel members coming over the border? Right. Um, that does not... Or so. I don't want people being human trafficked brought through my property. Like, so yeah. I, I think that's bad. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel terrible for those people. I can't help them. I don't want that to continue to happen. So can we do something to reduce that, stop it, whatever, get control of it? And calling that out and being attacked as you don't like brown people or whatever is... Like, it's just unacceptable, right? And that's what the Democratic Party is doing. So, again, if you've got a plan, DNC, Democrats, Biden, Harris, whoever, then you need to be promoting it daily and showing how it's effective. And if you don't have metrics and you don't have proof that it's actually working, then you need to say, we're building out a new plan and you need to keep people updated on how that's going. I'm, I did. I would love to think about ways to make it better. I don't know what they are. <clears throat> I don't know if you want to use National Guard uh, at the border. But then what do you do? Because now you've got people crossing a border. You've got armed guardsmen. That doesn't solve the problem. Right. Um, I, I mean, I, don't, it's, I, don't I think there's, it's, a, it's not a black and white issue. It's not, a, it's not a one sort of thing. There's a lot of things from politically that you need to do from the military standpoint and the criminal standpoint. There's the the social issue of you know even though we need to, we have the people here how do we deal with them um, you know are there places where maybe it makes sense to put a wall up uh, okay sure. sure yeah maybe and and we have those places do they need to be fortified or reinforced or whatever yes we probably should listen to the environmental people who say if you put a wall here it's going to create flooding and it's going to fuck up the environment like that needs to be taken into consideration. Um, you know, like I said, I'm big on the technology thing, drones, x-ray, night vision, night vision, x-ray, you know, all that sort of high tech stuff, A, because it's cool, B, because it works, um, you know. C, because you love drones? Yes. (laughs) Lawyers, judges, all that other shit, like you, there's a lot that needs to go into it, like I said, maybe billions, maybe trillions, but what I do know is that that is worth the investment, not because I hate brown people and I don't want them coming over, but... Because the situation right now, as it currently exists, is not humane, right? right? So we need to fix, from a humanitarian standpoint, we need to fix it, which will trigger every other thing that we just talked about um, right. that would help that situation. Well, since we talked about the wall, let's talk about Trump. So I, again, watched a lot of news today. MSNBC was piling on Trump, which is not out of character for Morning Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trump was, I literally, like, sometimes they were saying things like Trump talked about beating Obama in 2016 and beating him again in 2020. He did say that, but I think he was just fumbling over words. He also said that if Biden is reelected, he'll get us into World War II, and they were pounding on him for that. And again, that's really dumb. Like, I don't know how you make that fuck up if you don't know how, but I want to get to the oils. Go ahead. When they quote, when they when I just hear a person describe what he said, I'm skeptical because they don't like him, and so they can twist and turn things a little bit. And sometimes it's more fun to make it better. I heard him say that windmills off the coast of South Carolina are killing whales. He said just three washed up on shore the other day, and I didn't follow up and check, but windmills don't kill whales. <laughs> The only thing I would say is, 
look into it, see, like, maybe a whale ran into a... Windmills aren't bit. in the... I mean, they're in the ocean, but they're not they're spinning out of the ocean. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. And I don't know... Either, if, either does he. <laughs> well, yes. I, I don't know if windmills are killing whales. I, it seems... I feel like that's one of those things where I'm sure there's probably an article somewhere where I, a, 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 somehow... I can a, tell you the backstory. Uh, okay. So people who hate environmentalists hate wind power because it's renewable and cheap. Lots of places around the country have had wind farms put up in their neighborhoods and they hate the way they look. And so they've been vilified by the right for a very long time. And when I was still living in Buffalo, this is 2007, 2008, I was out hunting in the middle of nowhere and there were multiple signs saying no wind turbines. And I looked at my cousin I was hunting with and I was like, what are they talking about? He's like, you don't know, you don't see that windmill? I'm like, okay, I could have put two and two together. Um, but the, the other claim is that it's killing the bird population, which I don't think has been validated in any way. But um, so yeah, the, this wind power has become a lightning rod for the right and Trump knows to th- you know, who to throw red, red meat to. And it's in the well, oceans. According, according to the Department of Energy, as of now, there is no evidence to support speculation that noise resulting from wind development related site character, characterization surveys could potentially cause more mortality of whales and no specific links between recent large whale mortalities and currently ongoing surveys. So I think obviously someone put out an article that, you know, that could possibly be killing whales and then Trump says well this is obviously happening and it's bad and I'm going to use it uh, on the campaign trail. Right. And you uh, won't get fact, che- fact checked and that crowd that hates that thing is just one more right. One more piece uh, of red meat. Yeah. So I mean the, the thing that got me he was down in South Carolina and um, he goes to a gun shop and pretends that he's buying a gun. Right. Right. And from a, a just a PR standpoint this is such a fuck up because one he's under federal indictment now whether you want to call it bullshit witch hunt or whatever he is under federal indictment and so when you get the form for your license or for to buy a gun right that everyone right like your ffl that everybody's got to fill out that everyone has to submit it goes to the what is it the nis or nics or whatever it goes through that whole process, and the ATF uses it. I don't particularly like it because we know that it's creating a gun registry, which is banned by the Second Amendment, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, everyone has to do this, right? Every state, you buy a gun you know, from a, a, a licensed gun dealer, you have to fill out this form. And one of the questions is, if you are, under, are you under felony indictment, yes or no? If the answer is no, denied. You can't buy a gun. Or I'm the sorry, if yes. the answer is yes, you're under felony indictment, you cannot purchase a firearm, right? Period, blank, the end, that's it. That's the rule, hard and fast. So if he's doing that, if he's actually buying a gun, right, then it's just like, are you filling out that form? If you are, are you filling it out honestly, right? Because if you're filling it out honestly, that means you're checking yes under that box and you're not getting that gun, so you're not purchasing a gun. But then if if you did purchase the gun and now you have it in your possession, that means that you lied on the form, right? And or they didn't run the form, and you and that person are in direct violation of federal law, right? And then if you actually have the gun, you're in violation of federal law because you're under felony indictment and you're not allowed to have one if you're under indictment, right? So here's the other issue. 
Trump doesn't know. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from Ozark, he don't know shit about fuck when it comes to guns. Okay? So he got this gun. You're on the campaign trail. Well, you go to something like you go to TriggerCon, you go to, to SHOT Show or something like that, and they ask you, you know, hey, you got that Glock 17. How, how do you like the read? Right. He doesn't know shit about the gun, anything about it. He's going to give some bullshit answer, and any real gun person is going to be like, what the fuck? You don't, you don't know the first thing about guns. Right? It's just from a PR standpoint, it, it was just a terrible idea. It's kind of like when John Kerry tried to sell himself to the hunting crowd by going out and going goose hunting and then didn't have a goose in his bag. And they're like, he didn't, they didn't want the optics of him dragging the goose right. back. But I got to throw the potential irony out here. Hunter Biden has been indicted for lying on that form. Now, he, he was asked, are you an addict? And he yes. said no. And that's what he's been indicted for. Yes. So we both know Trump didn't buy the gun. But right. I mean, it, but then there's also the fact that now you have to like you get called out for it, and it's just like if if he's filling out that form and he's buying it the legal way, then he is in violation of federal law. But now you have to go back and explain. Oh, it was just a photo op, right? And so, and there are people in the gun community who are pissed about it. Okay, good. Right? Like they're like, well, you know, and there are a lot of people in the second in the two A community, like they're single issue voters. All they care uh, yep. about is guns, right? They don't care about the other stuff, and a lot of them are done with Trump because, you know, he let the bump stock ban through. He was, you know, uh, some other stuff, like some other things that, uh, um, you know, as it relates to um, ARs and all that other stuff, like he didn't push back on. And, um, you know, he came out and said different things. Oh, well, we're going to get these guns off the street, blah, blah, blah. So they're done with them because their only issue is this. And it's like, look, if you don't support then we don't support you. Um, which is, you know, why I okay. said, what have I said for I don't know how long? If Democrats just switch their positions on guns, they would never lose another election. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that there is a pushback because the one, one of my many complaints about Trump and Trump supporters, is they don't hold him accountable for shit. He can say, I did this, and I'm going to do this, yeah. and I'm going to end the war in 24 hours. They're like, ah! But gun the gun crowd will hold you the, accountable. The gun crowd don't fuck around. Gun crowd, like, there's a huge pushback in the gun community against the NRA because, you know, like, between their different lawsuits, a lot of shit came out how, you know, they were, you know, not nearly the, the advocates that they were supposed to be and that they were just taking money. Um... You know, some yeah. of the stuff that they didn't really lobby hard enough against that got through. Um, you know, they're just like, you guys are full of shit. So the U.S. the USCCA, um, which is like an insurance company okay. for CCW, for licensed CCW holders, um, which I actually have insurance through. Um, and you get some cool stuff when you sign up with them. But they have like classes and education. Okay. It's actually a really good organization. It's what the NRA should have been. Um and probably started out at well, it actually really started out, well, it started out as you know, but hunting hours. right. But then it, it like the USCCA, um, and I get all my US acronyms between powerlifting and everything else screwed up, <laughs> so I apologize. Right. But you know, like they're you know they they have picked up a lot of support and um, membership uh, and buy-in because they are they are you know single issue. It's it's we don't care about. Money. We don't care about private jets and, and twenty thousand dollars suits. Wayne Lapierre, um, you know, we just care about you know gun owners and, and gun rights. 
and um, and they've been listen. They've been they've done they've they've done some amicus briefs on some of these recent cases um, dealing with the ATF that have been very effective. Um, you, you know, what is an amicus brief? Because I don't know. That's when you're you're like so you're not involved in a case, but it's just like based off of our expertise, they write a brief um, in a federal case that that gets kind of taken into account. It's Almost like a precedent without a case, <laughs> somewhat like a. It's it's just like look, this is this is our view of the legal of okay. the legal argument, right, in support of this or against that, right. So here's our view on how the law should be read, and you should look at it because we have this level of experience. I was involved with the amicus brief that was related to housing um, a few a few years back, back in 2018. Um, you know, kind of cool experience for me. But it, it, like, it's just, it gives the presiding judge the you know, additional insight on you know, things to look for when they're, when they're making a decision, um, you know, when they're looking to make a ruling. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, like, and, and amicus briefs are, are, you know, they're a steady part of federal. Um, you know that. You know, I didn't, and mo- yeah. a, lot, a lot of people listening probably wouldn't. All right. Well, if, if the. Two-way crowd turned on Trump and was vocal about it. I would love that. Well, the the issue is though. I mean, they're they're, you know, they're just one of many factions in right. that group. Um, and the problem is like you like in order like they are very vocal about it, but you know like people are, kind of going to be like your Fox crowd is going to your Fox Fox News is going to be reluctant to if they're too hardcore 2A Fox Fox News is going to be reluctant to put them on because the 2A crowd has criticisms for both DeSantis right. and Trump right like so it's like they like fo- they want to control that narrative. it's like don't go to like talk about guns but don't go to, if if you're going to go against our guy then then maybe not right like so that's where their their voice is somewhat limited um, but it's still worth noting right like yep. that that particular want that particular faction out of many is not happy with you know your front runners there, um, and they that's something to be everyone needs to take into account. Which I've long said the Democrats really need to look at that yeah. and think about it. Yeah, yeah, you've been very consistent, and I completely agree with you. Uh, and we also know it won't fucking happen. No, and that's the way, you're saying Trump doesn't know shit about guns or doesn't know fuck about guns. None of these people. Biden doesn't either. Right. And no, none of these fucking people. I mean, and look, not everybody needs to be fucking John Wick and and or a gunsmith or whatever, right? And and so it's you know when you know about a thing, right? Like whether it's you know you hear people talk about guns and you're just like that's not those things don't even go together, you, right. you know? Or you know for me, people talking about you know fitness, working out, and all that other stuff, it's like oh you shouldn't be talking about this, right? Right. It gets frustrating, um, but when you listen to our you know, the people who are making decisions about guns and then you put one in their hand and it's just like they, they literally, it literally looks like something that fell out of outer space. So they just start making up things about the gun yeah. that aren't remotely close. You're like, look, if you're going to tell me, if you're going to ban this or you're going to, you need to be able, you need to know what the fuck it is. I don't know if we said this on the show, but I know we said it in a conversation that one congressman from Florida that I like, the guy that represents Parkland's district, I'm not going to come up with his name. Democrat. You don't like him that much. Uh, no, you're right. Um, he uh, he came out and said, we don't need ARs. You know why it's illegal to hunt an AR, hunt deer with an AR? There's nothing left. 
Like, dude, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, a 223 is so underpowered for deer hunting. The gun I hunt with is a bolt-action rifle, not a Mm -hmm. weapon of, you know... Gas or piston-driven. Right. But um, it's substantially more powerful than a 223. Mm -hmm. And when you make those arguments... The two-way crowd hears you and goes, I will no longer take you seriously on this issue. Right. And it's and a lot of people will be like, oh, so, you know, it's not about whether an AR is an assault rifle. Like, that's an right, annoying right. argument I, yeah, that, you know, whether, you know, like the two-way crowd makes, oh, it's just Armalite. It doesn't stand. Okay. Right. Well, you know, it's the same shit I say about Democrats, right? Like, okay, you won the semantics argument. Congratulations. Now, what the fuck is that actually doing for the actual issue at hand? Nothing. Right, like so, maybe you know what AR actually stands for, and it doesn't stand for assault rifle. And whether you want to debate whether a AR-15 civilian rifle is an assault rifle or not, that doesn't fucking matter. That's not the issue at hand. The issue at hand, right, are the various restrictions that people are trying to put on that type of rifle, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, and other things like it. But uh, you know. Trump and and his pandering, um, he he knows what the recipe for success is. He's following that playbook. Um, there are some people that have grown tired of his stick and his act. The question is, how tired are they? Will they still vote for him? The numbers say yes, likely. Um, but the problem is he's been in two close races, right? Yep. And so losing a little bit of support uh, is is not good for him. It's fine for him in the primary. It is not good for him in the general election. The only problem is, is that Biden and his crew, they can't stop stepping on their own dicks. So I, it's, again, we're lining up for another close race. And that means election, you know, we're going to start hearing, we're going to hear about election fraud and security, blah, 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 and all that other bullshit, um, which will make things messy again. And, you know, there's a Republican debate coming up this week. I want to say Thursday, but um, I wonder if this will come up. Is it, is it tomorrow? Okay. Um, I wonder if it will come up in that, if I'm Ron DeSantis, I'm mocking Trump for his gun lack of knowledge on the stage. And uh, that's probably a way for him to win over some of that crowd because Ron DeSantis was in the fucking Navy. I'm guessing the guy knows his way around a firearm. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that would be, I, I don't know. DeSantis is so, uh, it's, that's an interesting situation for me, like just to see how bad he's falling apart. Like, I, I mean, I'm seeing reports that, you know, he's, you know, running out of money and we're going to start seeing layoffs from his campaign. I don't know if that's true or accurate, but just like the, his, I mean, getting him completely wrong is just fascinating to me. Not because I'm not used to being wrong, but just seeing like seeing it, and you're just like, wow, you you are really awful. Wow. Yeah. It's just it's and, interesting and, to see in real time. It, it is. And he's going to debate Gavin Newsom in a couple weeks. And that's going to be interesting. Because talk about <sighs> two guys of different... Um, so I'm convinced this is Gavin Newsom's, the California governor's attempt to shine a light on him and say, hey, you guys were kind of done with Biden. Look at me. And you think it's for, you think it's for you think he's trying to, you think he's going to try to jump in the 24 election? That's what I'm, that's what I'm suggesting. Yes. OK. I mean, no, no, I think it's going to happen. No. But I think that's what his reason for doing this is. And I'm just I, I also I agree. 
and I don't like it because I, I don't like him. Um, I think Gavin Newsom is just everything about him. So um, I mean, just look at fucking California. It is a shit show. But um, I wonder, is it for 24? Is it possibly for 28? Right. Like, so let me go out there, get my name, let the let this shit show happen. Um, by that point in time, Biden won't be able to run again. Trump won't be able to run again for what for any number of reasons between indictments. He's old and not in the best of shape, whatever. I don't know. Um, you know, he'll be, you know, if he he'll be 80, if he's he'll be 80, yep. if he wins, he won't be able to run again. And then if he doesn't win by 28, he'll be in no condition to be right. president at that point in time. So is Gavin trying to make himself the front runner for 28? Um, I, I, I think, I, and I think that both things could be true. Yeah. I think it could be, maybe I'll jump into 24. If things don't look good, I can just, I can say I was just doing this for 28 and hopefully be the run, front runner and carry that momentum through, um, which then you hope it's a Jeb Bush shorter situation where he was a foregone conclusion until he wasn't. Um, because I just, I really don't like Gavin Newsom. Right. Well, it could also be a, I'm going to show, show up and w- when Biden doesn't want Harris around anymore, I'm your backup plan. Maybe. I, I mean, don't know. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a, that's an interesting point too. Would, would Biden decide to move on from, from Harris to get a stronger voice in there? Um, you know, I really liked Harris early on in 20, in the 2020 race. Um, but then she just sort of really fizzled um, for me and then apparently for everybody else because, you know, she was, I think, one of the first to, to punch out, um, you know, of the, of the notable candidates, even though there were yeah. a lot. But, um, you know, so, so we'll see. That's a good call. I hadn't thought about him, you know, trying to make a move for VP, um, but just, just something to watch. I want to really quick talk about the fact that we're facing a potential government shutdown. We have like three days to avoid that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that next show if it happens. But to not to not acknowledge that hanging over the country is. I a don't big want deal. to talk about it for a different reason because if it shuts down, it directly impacts me and our company oh. because of our federal grants, um, which we have a couple of big ones that we got that um, are supposed to be paid out at the uh, like about halfway through October. So if there's a government shutdown and it runs, like it could directly impact things for us, and that would not be good. I can understand why that would so I'd, be very high on your I list. Just, of... I I want to talk positive vibes only, and okay. I'm hoping that they get a continuing resolution and we get this figured out. But we can if no, it, it, next no. show if we talk about it. I mean, then you know I'm going to be coming from a very personal angle, so you know I might be a little yep. worked up. If it does go through, but I do want to talk NFL. I wanted to, you know, I love it. Yep. It's football, it's football season. Um, you know, my Steelers got a big win this week. Um, you know, beating the Raiders and won money for me. Good. Um, you know, beat the Raiders at home, um, and we still are struggling on offense. Defense is is playing pretty well. Ben don't break, and T.J. Watt is still a freak. Um, but so is Alex Highsmith, which is even better. Uh, but NFL running backs is what you have here, right? Um, and I'm glad we're talking about this because at the, before the season, um, you know, right as training camp was getting started, maybe a little bit before, a lot of the NFL running backs were really making a lot of noise about them. Like, hey, we need to be paid more. Like, it, it's, you know, like we're centerpieces around the offense. You you know, like, you know, the Browns lost right. Nick Chubb, and so what is their offense now? And I think what's interesting is 
Saquon Barkley was leading that charge. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was leading that charge. Uh, Eckler out in uh, L.A. LA. Uh, with the Chargers was leading that charge. Najee, Najee Harris from the Steelers was in on that, that conversation. And Saquon Barkley injured, not playing. Um, he's got an ankle. He'll be back, but we don't know when. Um, he's missed one game. Definitely going to miss another one, maybe more. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has yet to play this year. Right. Uh, Eckler, out. Um, not for the whole season, but he's out. Nick Chubb, blown Achilles. Yep. Out for the year. Um, maybe longer, but I don't know. That guy's a freak. AC, or ACL, I'm sorry. Um, Aaron Rodgers blew out his, yes. out his Achilles. Um, but you, you've got a number of your top, almost all those guys who were talking about you need to pay us more. Oh, Achilles. J.K. Dobbins is the one who blew his Achilles. Oh, okay. With He's, Baltimore. And he yeah. was another one who was asking for more money. Um, and all the, now, so their argument is this is why we need more money because we take the most risk because of, you know, the position in which we play. The league stance is like, look, you guys are valuable, but there's a lot more of you that a lot more people who can do what you do as opposed to what the quarterbacks do, frankly, the receivers or the linemen. So you are the most expendable. And so we're not going to pay you what you want. We're going to pay you what we want and what right. we want is significantly less than pretty much any other position in the league, you know, based on the time they touch the ball and their impact to the game. The other problem that they have is that some of these teams without them are still having success, whether the replacement has stepped up and been just as effective um, or they figured out different ways to, to work the offense without the running game. Right. So, I mean, the, the Colts were, were our two and one. I, I mean, they, you know, okay. Okay. They, they beat Baltimore the other day, right? Yeah, they beat Baltimore the other day, and I think they had one. Uh, they had one another game, so I think the Colts are two and one. Um, you know, without like, Jonathan Taylor, right, without Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris has not had a big year. Not our the Steelers' offensive line is terrible, um, but you know he's averaging you know four and a half yards a carry with forty yards a game. Um, J.K. Dobbins out. You know he's out sure. for the whole year. Um, you know. Uh, um, Again, Saquon Barkley, the Giants, you know, they actually hadn't won with him, and then they came out and were able to to, to get a win, um, you know, and and again, without him. It just, like, the argument, like, the, the running backs don't have a great leg to stand on, and it sucks. I was a running back. I played the position, not in the NFL, but I played the position, so obviously I empathize with them. Um, you know, I, I root for guys to get the most money that they can. I don't have an issue with holdouts. I don't have an issue with guys renegotiating their contracts because I know the support is brutal. You have a short amount of time to make the money. No other, like there's no other job in the world where anybody would encourage someone to leave money on the table when it comes to negotiating their contract and their salary. So why the fuck would we do it? Just because we don't like the fact that these guys make a lot of money to play a game. It's still a game that people pay a lot of money to see one way or another. Um, you know, it has a huge economic impact on the places where it is played. So, you know, I, I root for them, but at the same time, as a business owner, as a person who just understands basic math, um, they don't have a good argument at, uh, other than, like, look, we get injured and we want to make as much money as we can. I'm sure you do. But from a business standpoint, it don't make any sense for me to pay you all that money because your shelf life is short. Um, you know, like, you're, like once you hit 30, like, psh- downhill chances are like you're not you're not getting another contract so it's just your contracts aren't going to be long and the the even though you're getting short contracts they're not going to be that big 
and that sucks. I don't know how you help running backs because you're going to see more teams going by committee, making sure that they've got multiple backs, um, and they're not going to pay one guy exorbitantly more when you got to pay receivers and quarterbacks, and the big game is built around passing. Right, but, that, but that's where I wanted to go because this week, lots of teams ran the ball very well. Miami dropped like 600 yards on the ground with 500 points. 70 points. They went fucking. Uh, they and, went and PlayStation. They call, and they called off the dogs. Yes. Which is, at that point, I no, get it. But that's, and that game's an outlier because Miami was literally able to do whatever they wanted to do. And it was like, it was crazy because I was looking at the plays. 10-play drive, 12-play drive, 9-play drive, 6-play drive. They weren't just a bunch of big plays over and over again. There were no defensive scores. Right. 10 was, offensive touchdowns. Right. It was just that they literally, that uh, the Bears could not stop them. I mean, it was fucking embarrassing. Right? Was it the Bears? Uh, Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, sorry. And, orange orange yeah, and blue. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah. um, Sean Payton, all that shit you talked that I backed you up on don't look so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Jets stink. Um, and I think there's plenty of questions about Nathaniel Hackett. Is he a quarterback whisperer, or did he have his best years working with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is just a fucking freak, and Nathaniel Hackett is an idiot. I watched uh, – do you watch Hard Knocks? I did not watch much, a few minutes of it. I would watch it. I would watch the whole thing. I love – now, I love Hard Knocks. I Just having been through training camp and sure. pants, all that stuff, I love it. It does give you a different perspective – Gave me a whole new different vantage point on Aaron Rodgers. I still think he's an arrogant prick, but I can relate to him a little bit more. The relationship between him and Randall Cobb is is something I can appreciate. Um, like Aaron, the one thing I've learned about Aaron Rodgers, he's a ride or die. Like if he's your if 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 Aaron Rodgers says you're his boy, he is going to make sure you are taken care of. Um, like, okay. and, like, I mean, he got, he, like, people were talking about the players. He got coaches on that staff. He got, like, the equipment guy he brought from Green Bay. And then he gets hurt four yeah. plays oh, in. Oh, my God. And I, 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 listen. I genuinely feel for the guy. I felt for him. I felt for the Jets, the fans. That, like, I, I want, you want to beat him. You don't want him to beat what, whatever. Sure. But that is just brutal. I also oh. called it. I called that he was going to end. I'm calling it for Joe Burrow. Those calf injuries, those those calf injuries are directly related to your Achilles. And then even though it's hard as fuck to tear an Achilles for athletes with all the different movements you do and everything else, and when you start having those calf injuries, those are an indicator that your Achilles is going to go. And there are very specific things that you need to do that these guys aren't doing. I called it with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is going to blow an Achilles in the next two years. Again, I hope I don't want that to happen. I like Joe Burrow, even though he's in our division, and and he is when he's on, he is nasty. Um, But I I see, like I'm just telling you, biomechanics. When you those calf injuries are are not, it's not your calf; it's the muscles and everything that ties into your Achilles, and that thing's gonna pop if they don't if they don't address it. I know how, and I can do it for a fee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A modest fee. Or not so modest fee. If the government shutdown happens. If yeah, not, then I don't fuck your money out of it. All right. All right. Um, uh, we want to wrap it up on that? Wrap Steve, it up. Steve, Steve Lanz, a, a zinger. All right. We are at Congress on Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever the fuck, threads. And the fact that everyone needs to say Twitter, I mean X, tells me how stupid that branding is. And we're done.